Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, the Dodgers won a series in Washington, D.C., in which they spent almost as much time in rain delays as they did playing the games. Uh, could have been a sweep, wasn't. They won two out of three. We'll talk about that. And then we'll check in on the standings. Uh, some big news happened in the National League West this weekend, or uh, what would have been big news eight months ago when the Padres were busy winning the offseason. We'll talk about that. And we will look ahead at what the Dodgers' postseason pitching staff might look like. That's what's on tap, so let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My normal co-host is Vince Samperio, although it's just me today. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room, so we're not quite insiders, but we're bringing the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And uh, yeah, we're over the weekend, the Dodgers played a series in Washington, D.C. against the Nationals. Dodgers won two out of three. They won on Friday. They won on Sunday. They lost the middle game on Saturday uh, in a game, you know, a lot to talk about in that game. Uh, a lot to talk about in the games they won, too. Um, they yeah, they hit really well for the most part. Uh, they hit really, really well on, on Friday, keeping uh, ca- carrying that over from the last game in Miami. Saturday, they hit better than they got credit for. Uh, and... The, the reason I said in the opening that it could have been a sweep, the Nationals had four plays in which they robbed the Dodgers of big hits, three extra base hits and uh, what would have been a run scoring single in extra innings. Um, you know, that that's a big deal. Uh, all three outfielders for the Nationals made outstanding plays and, you know, the plays happen. They count. I'm not saying that the Dodgers actually won the game and, you know, stopped the steal or anything. I'm saying most of the time, if the Dodgers hit the ball the way they did in that Saturday game, they're going to have probably four more hits than they had on Saturday because they were at least the three plays by the outfielders were all just ridiculous. Uh, the play by the infielder um, on Max Muncy's ground ball in extra innings, it was a great play, but you see that kind of play. Like the, the play in center and the play in left were both like jaw-dropping, I can't believe he made that catch kind of plays. The play in right field with the guy running in and diving for the ball was definitely not expected. Those had big impacts. All of those cost the Dodgers runs. And, and so the Dodgers ended up losing in extra innings on a wild pitch. Uh, they very easily could have won that game, in which case we'd be talking about a sweep and a four-game winning streak. Uh, ultimately, these games don't really matter. And so I'm sure the Dodgers will take the series win. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to feel too upset about that game on Saturday. And then on Sunday, they bounced back and uh, – had to endure yet another rain delay. All three games were delayed by the, by rain. Uh, Saturday's game was only delayed before it started. 
the the games on Friday and Sunday were delayed during the game, which is just ridiculous. Uh, and so for the Dodgers to win both of those games, they battled and it, it was a good weekend for the Dodgers. Uh, Bobby Miller pitched that game on Saturday. That's another uh, argument you can make that the Dodgers almost won that game. Bobby Miller made a bad pitch to Lane Thomas, I think is his name. I know I want him on the Dodgers. I get Lane Thomas and Lane Adams mixed up. Um, I believe it's Lane Thomas on the Nationals. Um, and he had a two-run homer. And you know when you lose by one run in extra innings, a two-run homer earlier in the game in the seventh inning is a big deal. Uh, Bobby Miller was left out there again to try to finish seven innings. He did finish seven innings, but not before giving up that two-run homer. So he ended up giving up five runs in seven innings. Again, I loved the move to let him go seven uh, because every every game that Bobby Miller gets to push himself, whether he's successful or he fails, is a learning opportunity. And you can learn a lot from success. You can learn a lot from failure. And, and so I love the way that Dave Roberts is handling Bobby Miller, letting him go back out for the seventh, I thought was awesome. And obviously it would have been great if he had gotten through the seventh unscathed. But uh, I think there were some learning experiences. I think earlier in the game, when when Miller got in a jam, because he let Ildemaro Vargas get in his head, I think that's going to be a big learning experience for Miller. Uh, Miller, if you weren't watching, Miller threw a pitch inside to Vargas, Vargas stared at him and, and, and Miller yelled back, what? Um, but you could tell that Miller was flustered after that. He ended up walking Vargas, gave up a couple of hits. It was, it was a rough inning for him. And that's something that like, you like the fire, you like the not backing down sort of thing, but there needs to be a balance there where you don't let the other team dictate your mood, your approach, all of that because he ended up losing, you know, allowing some runs that inning because he lost his composure. Uh, and so hopefully there's some things he learned from that. Hopefully there's some things he learned about hanging the the slider to Lane Thomas. And everything the Dodgers are doing right now with Bobby Miller is all about helping him learn things so that he can be a better pitcher this October. And in the last segment today, I'm going to talk about what the October pitching staff might look like. Um, spoiler alert, Bobby Miller is a big part of that pitching staff. He is a lock and, uh, and the Dodgers want him to be the best he can possibly be in October. And I like that Dave Roberts has given him those opportunities on Sunday. We saw Miguel Rojas get four hits. Austin Barnes had a couple hits. Kiki Hernandez had a big double. It was uh, James Outman had a home run. It was the bottom of the lineup that got it done. Plus Jason Hayward had a two run single. Freddie Freeman did have a couple hits, but Mookie had, you know, since Mookie's hot streak, um, basically since the first game of the of the Braves series, Mookie has struggled a little bit. And he did miss the first two games of the series because he had fouled the ball off his foot. Uh, Dave Roberts had said multiple times that Mookie wasn't going to play at all this weekend, and then he did play on Sunday. He went 0 for 3, 0 for 4. Uh, he did have a big fly ball. doesn't count as a sacrifice fly, but it did move two runners up. It was with, with first and second, and both runners tagged up. Uh, and he moved them up and, and ended up leading to two runs. And so uh, I don't know why that's not a sacrifice fly. And I, I, I understand that it's not. I have known baseball for a long time, but in my opinion, it should be. You get credit for a sacrifice bunt if you move guys up, even if nobody scores. I think sacrifice fly should be the same, especially if it moves a guy to third with uh, only one out. 
you know, that, that is just as good as a sack bunt. And so I, and, you know, swinging the bat hard, hitting the hard fly ball has a chance to be even better. So, uh, but anyway, Mookie didn't really contribute, but the rest of the team came through and uh, Max Muncy homered in the other two games of series. So all in all, it was a good weekend for the Dodgers, good weekend for the offense. And now they head home to take on the Padres who I'm going to talk about in the next segment. Um, trying to think if there's anything else from this series in, in DC that really needs to be talked about. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough gamer, his wife had a baby on Friday. Yarbrough pitched for the Dodgers on Sunday. Uh, he was with his wife and then he came back and pitched on Sunday. And now he's leaving the team to go on his paternity leave. Like as a dad, uh, I, I really hope his wife was totally on board. I hope it was her idea. Um, I am glad it sounds like he was able to be with her when the baby was born and, and not miss. That's one of the benefits of being a starter or a long reliever is, you know, which days you're not going to pitch. So he was able to be with her and then he came back pitched and now he's going on paternity leave. Like from a team standpoint, that's awesome. He gave the Dodgers what they needed on Sunday and uh, pretty cool. And now because he's going on paternity leave, the Dodgers can call Gavin Stone up. He will be pitching today either as a starter or the bolt guy. And I'm going to talk more about Gavin Stone in the third segment today too. We're talking about playoff pitching roster, pitching staff possibilities because Gavin Stone has a possibility of being on that. So like I said, I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about the Padres. I don't talk about the Padres very often. This is a Dodgers podcast, and the Dodgers are the only team I really care about. But uh, some big news about the Padres, so we're going to talk about that. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, buying baseball tickets or concert tickets or comedy tickets or anything else. It can be a pain. It can be frustrating. It can be stressful. It doesn't need to be though. And game time does a really good job of making things easier because you can just download the game time app and they will show you exactly what's available. They have flash deals that you can, you're not going to get anywhere else. Uh, it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you and killer deals on last minute tickets. And they have the best price guarantee, which means if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. So forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Uh, you can get images of the seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps, and you are set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am back. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. I especially want to thank you, everydayers. If you are an everydayer, we appreciate you being with us. If you're not an everydayer, it's a super easy club to join. Just watch or listen every weekday morning, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun for all of us. Also want to remind you, you can catch every Dodger game, the Dodgers radio broadcast 
on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just launch the SXM app and search for Dodgers. You can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And one last reminder, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your comments in the YouTube comments section. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. I'll give you all that contact info at the end, like I always do. And with that said, let's talk about the Padres. Now, uh, I don't talk about the Padres here much. When the Dodgers are playing the Padres, I do. And the Dodgers are starting a series with the Padres today. And so it seemed like a good time to talk about them, especially because there was some big news. As you'll recall, eight months or so ago, the Padres were busy winning the offseason. They signed Xander Bogarts. They, you know, they were getting Fernando Tatis back. They had a full season of Juan Soto. Uh, they signed Michael Waka. Uh, all sorts of stuff that the Padres were doing. They brought back Robert Suarez and Nick Martinez. I think there was a guy they were excited about for some reason. All, all when all was said and done, everybody except for us picked the Padres to win the National League West. The Padres were the trendy favorite. Everyone agreed that the Padres were going to break the Dodgers' stranglehold on the National League West. As you know, the Dodgers have won the NL West in nine of the last 10 years, the only exception 2021 when they lost by one game to the Giants because the Dodgers had the nerve to only win 106 games. Well, this year, despite the fact that the Dodgers finished 22 games ahead of the Padres last year, you'll remember the Padres did beat the Dodgers in the postseason, so that uh, gave some people the, the false impression that the Padres were a better team than the Dodgers anyway, and then the Padres make more moves. The Dodgers were rel- relatively quiet last offseason. Led to everybody predicting the, Do- the Padres were going to win the National League West. Well, breaking news, folks. It is official. The Padres will not win the National League West this year. The Padres have been eliminated because the Padres have 18 games left. The Dodgers have 20 games left, uh, which means the most that the Padres could make up would be 19 games. Guess what? Padres are currently 21 games out of first place in the National League West, which means the Padres will not win the National League West. We don't know who will. We know who will. We don't know what will happen after that, but we know the Padres won't win the National League West. For that matter, the Padres are real, real long shots to even make the postseason. As of right now, they are eight games out of the last wild card spot with three teams ahead of them and also not in the wild card spot. So you've got the Phillies, Cubs, and Diamondbacks right now in the top three wild card spots. Uh, and then the Marlins are only half a game behind the D-backs. The Giants are a game, Giants and Reds are both a game behind the Marlins, a game and a half out of that last spot. And then way down there, eight games back uh, is the Padres. Padres elimination number to be eliminated from the playoffs is 11, which means uh, if the Padres were to go 7-11 and 11 in their last 18 games, there's no way they can make the postseason. Uh, even if they go, say they went 14-4. and four. Well, if anybody ahead of them in the postseason, if the Mar- uh, Marlins, Giants, or Reds, or Diamondbacks win seven games, even if the Padres went 14-4, and four, Padres don't make the postseason. Like, and that's why, you know, when, when you realize that, that the, uh, so the D-backs have, let's see, they have 18 games left. So the D- if the D-backs went 6-12 and, and the Marlins went 
6 and 13 and the giants went uh 6 and 16 no 6 and 13 yeah and the reds went 6 and 11 and the padres went 14 and 4 then the padres would make the postseason do you hear all those ifs it's not going to happen and so like I said, I don't really care about the Padres except when they play the Dodgers, but there is a little bit of joy in this one just because they were such the trendy pick. And it was so obvious to everybody who wasn't caught up in the hype, like Robert Suarez and Nick Martinez, guys who were on the team last year when the Dodgers finished 22 games ahead of the Padres. And they were being counted as big offseason acquisitions because the Padres re-signed them. Like, yeah, they got Fernando Tatis back. And Tatis has been great this year. Um, they get a full season Juan Soto. Juan Soto's been great. It It's kind of weird that the Padres are as bad as they are because they do have the second best run differential in the division. They have the fifth best run differential in the National League. Um, they have a plus 61 run differential. And yet they are 10 games below 500. Their expected win-loss, they should be 12 games above 500. Now, even if they're 12 games above 500, they'd still be eight games behind the Dodgers uh, if the Dodgers had their expected uh, record. But, uh, you know, the Padres should be better than they are, and yet they're not. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But if anything, this is should be a very clear sign that building a roster man matters. Like, one thing the Dodgers have done really, really well is put together a roster of players who play well together, who have each other's backs, who have the, you know, all those intangibles. And I don't like intangibles. I don't like talking about intangibles because I think most of the things that you can do to help a team win are tangible. I think stats matter. But when you have a clubhouse that doesn't respect their manager, that doesn't like each other, um, like, it's understandable that sometimes you just don't win games. Juan Soto has said that it seems like the team just gives up sometimes. Can you imagine somebody saying that about these Dodgers? Uh, somebody other than a, a, a fan on Twitter. Fans on Twitter will say all sorts of crazy stuff. Can you imagine somebody who knows what they're talking about saying that about these Dodgers? No. Like, And, and Dave Roberts has done such a good job. Dave Roberts has already won one Manager of the Year award. This has been his best managing job this year. He absolutely should win the manager of the year. The Dodgers right now are 87 and 55. So they have 20 games left. If the Dodgers go 13 and seven, not crazy at all, they're going to win 100 games. If they go 500, they 10 and 10, they're going to win 97 games after everybody predicted them to, like I saw predictions as low as 89 wins for the Dodgers. And, and that was like, Standard that was accepted 89 wins for the Dodgers here. They're going to beat that by at least 10 games, most likely. And they are going to win the division again for the 10th time in 11 years because the Dave Roberts has been the best manager in baseball. Andrew Friedman put together a team that can win partly because they have great players. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are both battling for the MVP award. They have great, great players. But you look at this pitching staff, which I'm going to talk about in the next segment how they've been just decimated by injuries this year. 
Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, both down with Tommy John surgery. Clayton Kershaw missed a bunch of time, you know, still not all the way back to himself. Uh, they mentioned he's actually, they're not quite skipping his start, but they're bumping his start back by, it's basically a skipped start. He's not pitching until I think Friday. Um, so much uh, with every pitcher. Julio, obviously his issues now off the roster. Every pitcher you can think of that the Dodgers have has had issues. They have had so many games started by rookies, started by guys who you wouldn't expect. And yet they're going to win close to 100 games this year. It's remarkable. And it is for that reason that I have enjoyed seeing the Padres be eliminated from the National League West. I'm hoping the Dodgers can uh, pound that magic number down as they play the Padres the next few days, that they can uh, help eliminate them from the wild card too. Uh, partly just because of the karma from the Clayton Kershaw stuff on scoreboard, but uh, overall because I like watching the Dodgers win and the Padres are who is on the schedule. So I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about the postseason pitching uh, staff for the Dodgers. So thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to get 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani, Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. It's a, it's a great way to play fantasy baseball because there's a chance to win some money. And if you know a lot about baseball, it's a chance to use that knowledge to be successful. Uh, what players would you take to win 100 times your money? You know, uh, Mookie Betts, going to break out of that slump? Use him to win some money on this daily fantasy baseball. Entries can be made in under a minute. Use promo code Locked On and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Hey, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first us every weekday morning. I want to remind you again, you can catch every Dodger game, the Dodgers radio broadcast on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just search the app for Dodgers. Also want to thank you everydayers who are with us every weekday morning. We really appreciate you. If you're not an everydayer, please join that club. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and every episode. And with that said, I'm going to pause my recording for a second while I upload some files. That was so seamless. If I hadn't told you I was doing it, you never would have known. Full disclosure, I also got a drink. Uh, but let's talk about the uh, the Dodgers pitching staff for October. I was talking to my buddy Ray Lokar. If you don't follow Ray on Twitter, dude, uh, he knows his baseball. He's a, a former high school coach for a few sports. Um, knows baseball really, really well. He's at Coach Loke, L-O-K, on Twitter. Love Ray. And we were talking about the Dodgers pitching staff for October. And uh, specifically, we're talking about the left-handers, Alex Vesia, Caleb Ferguson, and Victor Gonzalez. How many spots are they fighting for? There is not room for all three of those guys. Uh, I think that's for sure. And so the question is, how many of them is there room for? Is the, Yeah, grammatically, that's right. It feels like it should be, are there room for? But is there room for? Yeah. Um, I wrote a book about that, you know. Writing is power. Look it up on Amazon. Um, 
So there are some locks, and that's what I was uploading, some screenshots I took. I was putting together these players into different categories. So my locks for the Dodgers pitching staff in October. Clayton Kershaw, Bobby Miller, Evan Phillips, Shelby Miller, Ryan Brazier, Bruce, Bruce Gretarol. Those guys are locks as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and then there are the likely ones, guys who I think are likely to make the roster. It's four starters or starter-ish. Ryan Pepio, Emmett Sheehan, Ryan Yarbrough, and Lance Lynn. We've talked a lot about Lance Lynn. I don't think that they will – I don't think they should start him in a meaningful playoff game against the Braves. But I do think, you know, obviously th this could change. And that's why he's unlikely and not for sure. Lance Lynn has a few more starts in the regular season. And we'll see how he does. If he proves to be as bad as he's been the last couple times, you know, he probably drops off this list. But right now I think he's likely. Ryan Yarbrough seems very likely. And then Sheehan and Pepio have both pitched well enough as rookies to be likely, depending on the approach the Dodgers take. Uh, and then... So, so that right there is uh, 10. That's 10 guys. They can only have 13 pitchers. So if they go with all 10 of those guys, and, and again, the, this gives you six guys who are starters or starter-ish. And so I don't know that that, you know, there's a chance that they don't take all six of these guys, Kershaw, Miller, Pepioshi, and Yarbrough, and Lynn. Maybe they drop off one of those guys. Probably be Emmett Sheehan if they were going to drop one. Um, just combination of the performance and the history. That's the thing Lance Lynn also has playoff experience and, and all of that stuff. So chances are, I, I think they're going to want him on the roster. Uh, next category is uh, the guys who, if they're healthy, I think they'll be on the roster. That's just two guys, Joe Kelly and Nancy Almonte, two relievers who are both currently on the IL. Joe Kelly is closer than Almonte to coming back. Uh, and therefore I think he's more likely to be on the roster. If those guys are healthy, I think they're going to be on the roster. They have the track record. They have the performance. They're going to be there. And then you've got the guys who, hey, it's not crazy to think these guys could be there. Those for me, Michael Grove and Gavin Stone. Uh, Grove is also currently injured coming back soon. And I think if he's healthy, it makes a lot of sense for him to be on the roster. And Gavin Stone could be that seventh starter or starter-ish kind of guy he's pitching today as i mentioned against the padres have another chance to impress the dodgers he has the prospect uh shine he struggled his first few uh games this year of his career but since coming back up more recently he's done better and so gavin stone has a chance to earn a spot it's not crazy to think and then you've got the hey he's a lefty group caleb ferguson alex vesey after gonzalez now if you remember I already listed 10, 12, 14 guys. Now, probably not all 14 of those guys make it, but it shows you just how little room there is for these lefties to the point where I, I think I'd say I'd be shocked if more than one of these guys makes the postseason roster. Victor Gonzalez, I don't think he has a chance to make the postseason roster at this point. It's Caleb Ferguson or Alex Vesia, and there's arguments in favor of each of those guys. And, and I don't know, but it also wouldn't shock me if neither of them made it, if they went with the other round, uh, the other guys. And then there's one last category that I called crazy enough to work. Kyle Hurt and Nick Frasso. Both guys are in AAA right now, have never pitched in the big leagues. Both of them have pitched really well in the minors this year. Kyle Hurt has done better. Frasso has taken kind of a step back since hitting AAA. But 
Frosso stuff wise, I could see him being a reliever in the postseason who teams would be afraid to see. Uh, Kyle Hurt has has performed better in AAA, big strikeout numbers too. Either of those guys, I could see being, hey, let's take a flyer on this guy out of relief and just see if he can come and pump at 100 miles an hour and just get some outs. So that's a total of 19 guys I mentioned for 13 spots. Um, Again, there were only six guys on my lock list. And so beyond that, and and even that has an asterisk, you know, Clayton Kershaw I have as a lock because if he's healthy, he's going to be on the roster. We don't know if Clayton Kershaw is healthy, but right now he's a lock. Uh, and anybody could get hurt at any time. And so those locks, I almost put an asterisk there because there's no such thing as a lock when it's September 11th like it is today. Um, We won't know the locks until almost a month from now when the playoffs start. But those are my thoughts on the Dodgers pitching staff for October. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. If you're listening on the podcast, love to hear from you at the information, uh, the contact info I'm going to give you in just a second. That's going to do it for me for today. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first as every morning. I want to remind you, you can catch every Dodgers radio broadcast on Sirius XM or the SXM app by searching for Dodgers. You can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app by searching for Locked On Dodgers. You can listen to this podcast wherever you get podcasts or on YouTube. And we really appreciate you who are with us every day, our Everydayers Club. It means a lot to us. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Since 91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and our DMs are open, so you can reach out to us there. Ideally, our individual accounts, not the show account. It's harder to access. You can email us at LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail or a text message to 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.